What's going on, everybody? It's George here with Casey, going bracket racing YouTube channel. Welcome back. As we uh, we got we got something special for you guys today. I think you're gonna enjoy it today uh, quite a lot. There as uh, as we begin to tear apart one of the largest bracket races uh, bracket races that happened uh, two weekends ago. Not not quite last week, but the last the weekend before that. We want to tear it down. We're gonna tear it down in a little bit of a different perspective. Not just from the viewer, Casey and myself sitting on the sideline watching the wonderful Motormania TV stream all weekend. Casey also went to a race that week, so he didn't catch as much as I did. But uh, we also have a special guest for you today. So Casey, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. Glad to be back here. Finally getting some nice weather out here in North Carolina. I was just outside playing with the dog. It's maybe like, I don't know, right around 80 degrees. Sunny outside, not a cloud in the sky. It's great weather for those boys down at Galat right now. In fact, the very first car I saw go down the track on Motor Mania was triple zero already. So uh, maybe we shouldn't be there. <laughs> you know, that dude's already on it. Uh, already but they got that shootout race tonight on Motor Mania TV. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching it, man. Definitely, definitely going to be watching that as well. Pretty sure most of our viewers will also be chimed in over there at uh, Motor Mania TV. As always, thank you, Motor Mania. Uh, everything you guys do to help us get to some of those long work days by providing us with some bracket racing to watch on TV while we quote unquote get some work done. Most of the time I get in a pretty good groove because I'm listening to drag racing and I just knock out work left and right. But but uh, there are times where, especially whenever people that I know are at the starting line, there's not gonna be any work getting done for, uh, for a few seconds there. So usually a little bit less than five seconds, I'll be uh, back to work. So. Um, yeah, so what we're going to do today here is we're going to cut to a brief commercial and we're going to bring on special guests. We're going to let him introduce himself, tell you guys about how he got into the sport, things like that. And at the same time, listen to some chat, uh, see if we get any feedback from you guys on some things that you might want to talk about. So uh, hang on to your seats as we go through Going Bracket Racing Live. Kevin Oy Little, special guest. The Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel is your place for news, interviews, tutorials, and commentary on the latest happenings in the bracket racing community. Get your fill and let your voice be heard on the Going Bracket Racing live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a Going Bracket Racing live stream. Find us on YouTube and Facebook at Going Bracket Racing. We will see you there. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. That was a quick break. Thank you guys for what you do in uh, showing support to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Uh, we certainly can't do this without you guys, and we want to make sure you know that. First and foremost, we thank you guys for coming on uh, coming on here at week in, week out on Tuesdays and catching us. I know you see an unfamiliar face that is about to become quite familiar here in just quite a couple of seconds there. Mr. Kevin Oy Little, welcome to the show. Kevin Oy, you've been a great follower of ours uh, for quite some time. We can't, we can't thank you enough for coming on board. George, I got to thank you and Case for having me on, man. I mean, uh, I think I've been with you all since the first broadcast on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah, I, th I think he's right, Casey. What do you think? He's, I mean, he's been there from the very beginning of the whole thing. <laughs> I always see this guy chiming in on every single post we make, and every, every time we've gone live, I've seen him in there, man. And we can't thank you enough for all the support you've given GBR and uh, – always pushing us out there sharing the facebook page telling people to come on and like the youtube channel man we can't thank you enough well i, I appreciate you having me on man i mean y'all put out some great information uh for the world of bracket racing and drag racing overall definitely definitely 
And so, so it, it, one thing that we like to do right off the bat, Kevin Oy, when we bring him on, on the show here, we love to give a moment for you to introduce to us and to the rest of the Born Bracket Racing uh, fans, how did you become a bracket racer? That is, I think that's a great question. Everybody knows mine and Casey's story, but I, I want to know yours. Okay, I'm going to make this as short as possible. I mean, I got introduced to drag racing. Uh, I'm originally from North Carolina, if no one knows. I'm originally from North Carolina, a little town called Mount Gilead in Montgomery County in North Carolina, 15 minutes from Rockingham. I was taken to my first drag race at eight years old. And back then, you know, I got to meet Gene Snow. And then a couple of years later, me and my dad went, IHRA event, I got to see Ricky Smith, Bob Glidden, both had Motocraft sponsorship at the time, if you all didn't know that. <laughs> and Ricky Smith won that race against Bob Glidden at Rockingham. So I said, I looked at my dad, I told him, I said, you know, that's something I want to do. But I got to find a way to get there because it ain't like, you know, you can have money right off the bat. But I joined the military, of course. Over the years, I did 29 years in the United States Army. So when I got to Fort Hood, um, I found a track to go to that was local and didn't have a race car, but my wife had a Nissan Maxima, 1992 <laughs> four-door sports car. I took that car, started bracket racing, and to this day, I think I've won more money with that Nissan Maxima than I have done with any other car. It ran 16.90 in the quarter. And I did a perfect run with that car, by the way. Oh, perfect man. On the tree, 16.90, dead zero. Off the so, bottom. Perfect off the bottom. Off Let's bottom. talk about it. Yes. I used to be a bottom bulb racer. And a lot of the guys in Virginia on the East Coast I raced with, I was bottom bulb. It's just recently, I'm going to say the last three, three and a half years, I jumped into top bulb racing because of the hired gun. He, he pushed me that way. So, y'all don't know who the hired gun is. That's my son, Kendall Little. But that's how I got into bracket racing. I took my wife's uh, Maxima. And when I did that, George and Case, you know, I went all out. I had Zex nitrous system on it. I had a big in it. I had decals everywhere. And she told she said, I tell you what, you better get me a new car because I'm not driving that thing around town. You probably didn't want her to anyway. About a 50-horse shot on that, it'd be what, doubling the horsepower? <laughs> Almost. I had 100 shot on the belief or not, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, tell us, uh, tell us about your new car, man. I, I don't know if you have multiple cars. I, see, I feel like I see you and uh, Kendall in a bunch of different cars a lot of times. In fact, I think Kendall was just in Bloomfield's car, oh, wasn't yeah. he? Oh, yeah. Kendall was actually in three different cars. He, <laughs> dro he drove uh, Troy Williams FTI. Uh, Nova. He drove Bloomfield's truck. Uh, he drove uh, Bloomfield's Draxton. And the reason being is we was running the local race in his car and we broke two lifters. Ooh, so yep. that ended our day on that one. And we tried an engine change and we just said, hey. And Kendall's like, nope, y'all work hard enough, Dad. He said, I can make this work. I can go get a car. But my car is an 82 Camaro. I actually purchased from one of my friends, uh, Rick Bell. Uh, at the time he was in Tennessee and I was here in Texas and it was after my first deployment because like I said, I had a Maxima. I always wanted a real race car and he gave me the opportunity to own my first car and to this day, I still own it and been improving it ever since. And now I transitioned into the Black Panther, which, you know, 
I didn't think it was going to take on a big fan base the way I did, but it just like blew up, you know, where people say, hey, man, you're the Black Panther. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> hey, man, the uh, those car names, that's what it's all about, man. We need to bring those back. And I know I got two cars and uh, neither one of them has a name except for our entire lives, anything I've ever owned. George has always had a name for every motorcycle I've ever owned, every <laughs> car I've ever owned. It doesn't say it on the side, but George, he just feels it, and he tells me what they are. Um, but, yeah, man, that Black Panther Camaro, you went real deep with that car at, uh, at one of these races at Bradenton at least, and we saw, I mean, overall, it seemed like every time I turned on the Motor Mania feed that I was seeing the Black Panther Camaro every two, three cars. Um How'd you end up doing down there? And uh, when did you start running these big money events? Is that something that you try to follow more so than the local uh, type events? Because I know you live in, in Texas. George and I were talking about this earlier. North Carolina and Texas, you can run local every single week if you want to. There's a million racetracks. We live in a great area uh, for bracket racing. But it seems like I've been seeing you and your son showing up to these SFG in particular races um, is there a reason why you follow those series more so than your local races, or is that even true? Do you follow those more than local races? Actually, uh, we do do local races. Uh, I do support the local tracks here. Uh, the difference between our track location case here in Texas, for me to drive one way is two hours to either Dallas, or if I go to Houston, that's almost three and we got a new track, I-30. I think that's going to put me about two hours. But we do try to support all our local tracks. But um, we started racing with SFG, um, you know, when they first started the first 500K. Actually, that was the first big race that actually Kendall drove that one. I was crew, crew chiefing for him. I didn't drive or anything. So we went up there. But I just like the way uh, SFG was doing things and uh, gave big support. Uh, behind Kyle and his staff on uh, what they was doing for the bracket racing because I got to put it out there where it belongs. SFG changed the game in bracket racing. It changed it across the board, even with local track operations. You know, that's why you see local track owners now try to have a more lucrative type race so they can keep their local races close to home instead of traveling. But I do do local. I have done other promoter events, but uh, mainly I um, been on uh, a lot of the SFG races, and I like what they do. I have, like I said, I raced other promoter events, and you know we have one locally here, uh, and I got to give shots out to uh, this young lady here because she promoted this race like it was <laughs> never promoted. Paige. Hamlin, I'm hoping I'm saying your name right. Yep. I've never met you, and if I met you, I'm sorry. But I definitely want to give a shout-out to Paige Hamlin, Fat Boy Mafia, for what they did uh, at Extreme. Galen at Extreme, it was an outstanding race because I talked to George. I sent him numbers on that local race case, just to let you know. Uh, we had 214, I believe, in electronics, 88 foot breakers. 12 juniors, 309 total for a local big money race put on by uh, Fat Boy Mafia, which was, if you've never been to Extreme before, George, I had to park in the spectator parking because I showed up on the main event day. Jeez. And that's, you know, <laughs> normally I'm on concrete, uh, but it, it was a good event. 
great racing, tight racing, and it was overall uh, a great event. You know, you know, and that, that uh, <clears throat> you got a case. Go ahead, George. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you know, and and I I, I had to watch that from afar. Of course, I'm still waiting to get the S10 down here. And if it had been here, I promise you, I'd have been parking on uh, spectator parking, which uh, that way we can just keep it all in one big group out there in in the pits. It don't matter if we got to drive a mile to the to staging lanes. I'll follow you up there. And uh, so, but that's that's going. That's, I'm, my hats off to her because the weather wasn't the greatest uh, this week going into that race. And thank the Lord that that weather cleared off and actually gave off some two really really nice days for drag racing. I just so exactly. happy. Yeah, it really did. I had to go to my little niece's basketball game. She was playing. Um, she was playing over in uh, Mansfield at the field house there. So I wasn't very far from the track, but I, I couldn't get away to save my life. I was going to try to come over there, but, but probably a good thing that I didn't. But I'm gonna rip the band-aid off real quick, and this isn't on the script, Casey. So we're going unscripted right here uh, to to piggyback off of uh, 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 Kyle going live. And telling us what was going on with the million now five hundred thousand, and I gotta take my hat off to Kyle for that. Nobody knows what's going on in the country right now. Number one, number one, housing market is crazy. Wood costs way more money than it's costed ever, being triple to four times the normal price for just a piece of decking. So any type of work have to go on in the house, you're gonna have to pay a lot of money. Kyle decided to make races even more affordable. Than the already affordable price, Kevin. I don't want to. I want to get your feel for that. Uh, being a racer that is likely going to attend that race, I'm 100% sure you're probably heading to Michigan for that. And I want your feel for that. Well, you know, I always mess with Kyle. I said SFG is where the money resides. Where the money resides. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my thing is that anytime you can save, and and by no means I'm big sponsored. I have a fun racing that's this huge because actually my control is my wife <laughs> when it comes to my budget so you know but anytime you can help the racer out and you know because everything like you said we don't know the state of the economy we know a few prices is creeping up but i think it's a good thing um you know you can't satisfy everybody let's put that out there because you know it's going to be said okay well it's a million but you're paying 500k but my thing to you is this, if it's a million, it's a 500K, you win it, you're gonna turn it down? Exactly, that's what I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> that's exactly what I was getting ready to say, man. And the thing is, it's like the million dollar idea is great, but you're gonna have to pay the entry fee that goes along with that as well. And, exactly. you know, everybody was kind of saying, uh, you know, yeah, the car count's down, the car count's down, well, guess what? In my opinion, until SFG came around, 400 cars was a lot of cars, was it not? That's that is a low car count for an SFG race. That's not a low car count for anyone else. That's a fact. That's just SFG because no one ever got 800 cars until SFG showed up. That's a fact. You know? and, exactly. And were those? Uh, do you think those massive car counts, which, like I said never really happened until SFG came around. Do you think that the massive car counts we saw last year were simply because, like a lot of people have said, there was really nothing else you could do um, in certain states? Like you could only, if you wanted to go racing, a lot of states you couldn't go racing, but you could go racing in XYZ state and you just run over there real quick and you go racing. 
So maybe people were, for example, I mean, me living in North Carolina, I would never go race in Las Vegas. It's, it is a day and 10 hours to get there, 34 hours, how long it'd take me to get there. But if that's the only place I could race all year, maybe I would. I'm going to say I agree with that, Casey, because I know for a fact last year during the pandemic, uh, Val Torres and his family came to Texas. There was no racing in California, period. And if you know anything about Super Comp racing, you hear the name Torres, you know it is famous with the Super Comp and NHRA. I got to meet Gabe Val Torres Sr. when they came to uh, race actually at the Motorplex. They stayed here. They raced some divisionals. And actually, I got to see them again when we got down to the SFG uh, race um, in Georgia. So, yes, uh, you got the guys out west. They want to race. And you got to think about this one. Canada, guys in Canada couldn't even come racing. They want to race so bad. They locked. They're locked in. They locked. So... And we yeah, see you out there in Canada. He was just telling us. And Cody's in here right now. Cody, uh, Cody Newman. He's actually from Canada here. And hey, we see you guys. We definitely appreciate you, Canadian racers, uh, following us here on the Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel. And uh, trust me, we we hope your time is coming so you can join up with us at maybe the Michigan at uh, at um, what is that? What track is that? One fifty one. I don't remember. One thirty one. One thirty one. I put a five in there. Meet us there so we can uh, <laughs> we can do some drag racing. You know. Uh, and we got a few few comments in the track. I'm going to jump on Dylan Champion real quick. He says, do you feel like a lot of big money race promoters are going to do what Kyle did with the uncertainty of the economy, economy to try and get more racers to the track? I'm going to take that first, and then I want everybody else to, to kind of jump on with me. And I'm going to say, I hope so, but it's 80-20 that it's not going to happen, meaning 80% says to me that Kyle is going to be the only one to save entry fee money for the racers. That's just me. Only reason I'm doing that is just because historically, that is Kyle Riley's MO. His mode of operation says, whatever I can do to make it affordable for George Atchison, that's me by the way, hey, hey, to be able to <laughs> afford an entry, I should say Junior, because my dad will be there anyway, but George Junior says, I can't afford it, so Man, I'm I'm contemplating getting a plane ticket. You know what I mean? It's you saved a thousand bucks right off the top. That's that's a plane ticket, and I don't need a hotel, luckily, because my father's gonna be there. But I'm gonna say, Cody, that I don't think any, or excuse me, Dylan, that anybody's going to cut the entry fee prices just to entice a a more affordable price for the races. You guys feel free to chime in. Well, don't forget that he's one of the few that his, what his on his flyer, that's guaranteed money. Hmm. So don't forget about that either. A lot of these places you show up and you might could win a $500,000, but you might couldn't, you know? That's fat. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, man. Here's, a, uh, here's another question I want to get to you, Kev, though, that uh, how would you compare these big money races that you go to versus your normal bracket races as far as like is the competition any tighter than it is i mean you you look on there and every once in a while you know how your brain kind of focuses on those crazy packages and i know you got you were susceptible to some of those where yours would have beat pretty much anyone else and me and george were like man he got kind of screwed on that deal but uh but at the same time in your experience like are these guys just 
insanely better? Is it somewhere along the lines where if you race five times in a row, you can't be unlucky that many times? Um, obviously, the people who show up there, they you don't show up to a race like that thinking that you're just going to go there and have fun. Like, you're all going to go there to do good at least one day, you know what I mean? That's not somewhere you just kind of go and just are like, well, I'll spend the entry fee money and see what happens. Um, but what is your opinion on, on races like that? My opinion on the big money races, my mentality is this. You go there to win. You stay focused. Now, when you get there, it's at the SFG events. It's not too intense. I mean, it's more laid back. I've been to other events where, you know, you walk through the pits and individuals won't even speak or say hello. I mean, it's, you know, and, and I'm fine with that. If that's your MO, fine. I just know the next time I won't, I won't greet you in that manner. But my mentality is when I get there is, you know, to make sure, first of all, my mindset, because I took my military training like this. I do it three times before I actually do it. I go over this thing in my head, I simulate it. And I'm just using my, myself as an example. When, when you get to the big money race and you've played this over in your head, only control what you can control. I can't control that individual that's in the other lane, no matter if it's Jake Coughlin, Dave Conley, um, Brian Folk, uh, Jason Lynch. These are the individuals I have ran minus uh, Dave Conley. I have not raced Dave Conley. But you don't worry about that. You just think about everything you have done to get to this point. You know, don't sell yourself short. I tell most of the local guys, it's like, well, man, you travel this and you travel there. Guys, I started out with you. You can travel as well as two. You know, uh, I don't know what your financial uh, background is or anything like that, but always bet on yourself. So when nobody knew me when I got here, I can say that nobody knew me. I just went up and do my thing. But as you start going rounds and you start putting your packages together, they will tighten up against you. And, you know, technology is great out there, Case and George, because, you know, now the time slip is on your phone. They can see I was 001, 001, 005. So the information is out there for you to see your other competitors. As long as you know what number he has on that car, you can look and see what his trend is on driving but one thing i used to have this mentality until this weekend i used to figure if i go to the bigger races and my mindset is very strong there i got to stay focused when i get back to the local races i might can let up a little bit and these 15 packages going to win me some races maybe 75 percent of the time that's not true let's throw that out <laughs> let's throw that out because this weekend i showed up had a great showing in Florida. Local race, like I said, at Extreme. Hey, my 15 pack wasn't nothing when I got a guy next to me, trip zip five, dead four. My 15 pack is no good. From the hit, I was done. So when you go racing, I don't care if it's local or big money, stay focused from the beginning to the end. So you're of the same theory as me and George then, which is, do the best thing you can do at that particular time because guess what? That next guy that was behind you, I'm pretty sure he won with a 32 pack. You know what I mean? 
It's all about who you pull in the lanes against, and it doesn't matter what their name is. It matters what they're doing that particular time, but do whatever you think gives you the best chance to win that round or the exactly. race in general every single time. It's a fact, and I can highlight one particular round because the only reason why I can highlight it even easier, I know I was watching Kevin, but I was watching my dad as well. And uh, Kevin, Kevin, you went before him. You might have been four dead nine or something tight like that uh, down at the SFG 500. My dad was triple O, one above five for the loss. Okay. And then you got the buy run. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, I was like, huh, if, 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 if you just had not been one above five, you might have had the buy run It's next round. But I'm okay with it because Kevin got it. So it's like, all right, well, it is what it is because you lose. If you lost with a 15 pack, number one, it wasn't meant to be, in my opinion. 15, 15 will win probably every other race that round. If I'm and you mistaken. can't hang your head about that, you that either. You can't. No. No, you can't. But that's one other thing I want to share with you all. You've probably seen this not only at the SFG races, but any race in general, especially when you race it over a week's time. You know, let's take, I'm going to use myself, for example, had a phenomenal race on that 100K. But you got to stay focused and you got to stay, you know, don't get fatigued because, like I said, out of everyone that you've seen win, like Johnny Ezel, start off with the warm-up, great. How many times did you hear Johnny Ezel name throughout the week? Mm -hmm. Right. I can tell you the next day after I got to the split of the 100K, I was beaten like a drum. Mm -hmm. I lost to a guy three times, the same individual three times in a row, Mark Mullins, that won the 100K that day. I lost to him in the split round. I had two chances to get the bounty. First time I screwed up, I uh, took too much stripe. I took half a car case, half a car. And normally when I rip one time, that's one number, but I broke out by 3,000. Mm, dang. I just had the same dang. thing happen to me the other day. Exact same thing. It's tough, it's too, just... because at that race, everything was seemingly dead on. I mean everything. Every single car I watched was dead on. So shout out to Bradenton for prepping a track like that, number one. That track, either it had teeth, it had shark teeth, alligator teeth, probably alligator <laughs> since it's down south, but, and shark, they got them both. It don't matter. That track was phenomenal. So for you to rip it once and be like, oh, this is good. I would have took a half car too. What's the point in taking, I understand everybody's like B-double-O, take double-O, and it's that the third, and, and yeah, that works and all, but, but if your car is running dead on and you doubt honest, all you got to do is be one above. Take and half. with that theory, the B-double-O, take double-O theory is good on paper, but what you did in that round is going to win that round 99% of the time. Just the air changed, something happened, maybe it left a little harder. I know this Malibu, it'll wheelie real hard every once in a while, and you'll be like, oh, here we go, you know. But uh, and I'm sure your car, it's what's, what's the Black Panther run, 580s or so? 560s, I think. 560s. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's, well, you got a 540 in there, 555? Up. That's classified as a Noble's race engine. <laughs> no, actually, that's a Jimmy Noble's uh, race engine. That's a 572 cubic inch that's in the Black Panther. Okay. Certainly shout out to Jimmy Don't Noble's. Get after it for sure. Hey, shout out to Jimmy Noble's. I've been hearing good good things about what he's doing over there at, uh, at his uh, racing shop there. Pretty sure. Uh, if I have to, hopefully not, Lord, please don't let me break too much of nothing, but hey, Jimmy, you, you got a customer <laughs> sitting over here in Sherman, Texas. 
So uh, I'm right here. <laughs> uh, somebody's got a question for you. Cody's got a question for you, Kevin. He says, do you feel like a big target at your local track after these big money races? Well, you know, that's a good question. If I do have a target on my back, I won't know it. But I'm pretty sure, you know, when you do go to these events, the, the local guys know. So they, they definitely want to throw their hat in the ring and, you know, want to, you know, put that notch in their belt and say, well, you know, I know what you did in the 100K, but I'm going to go ahead and send you home. And 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 that's great competition. I, I can respect that. I mean, I would probably be the same way for years. I would see guys that, you know, I knew that was good and I wanted to beat that guy because if you want to beat the man, you got to beat the man. That's what they say. True. So, but most likely, yes. Anytime you see the Corey Gallettis, the Hunter Pattons, everybody know you're going to tighten your game up. But don't get too hyped. Don't do that. Absolutely. You set up, you you have those guys against you. Maybe they'll set up 002, but that's just as easy. They could come up two or three red also. You know what I mean? So, I think there's a lot of times we used to always say back in the day, uh, that a lot of those guys, people would change their game to race somebody that they they think is better than them. That might not necessarily be better than them, and they'd let one of these big guys, they'd red light like 001 red to them or break out just a little trying to play their game at the finish line. And uh, and that guy would be like 30-something on the tree, you know, and they beat themselves because that guy's better at his game than you are at his game. That's why it's called his game and not your game, you know. Yeah. so. At the end of the day, being being uh, perceived as a big-time hitter is good. And, in fact, that's just as good as being perceived as a nobody, in my opinion. Maybe people lay down or get amped up, but in the end result, a red light is just as good as somebody being 70, you know? Exactly. And, you know, one thing I want to add, too, is, you know, um, with the target on your back, of course, everyone knows who Jay Coughlin is. I called it Station Wagon, the Great Ghost. Uh, but I had the opportunity to race him. He beat me the first time. He beat me. I think I lost a couple of thousand. He beat me the first day. But we happened to meet up again in the main event. And I won that round. And, you know, for a guy, multi-world champion, to say, you know, hey, good race guy, you know, you're a good racer, you know, that's what it's about at the end of the day. You know, he gave me the double salute. He said, hey, go do your thing. Uh, but but that's it. That's what it's about. I mean, go to one of these big races and just gauge yourself on where your skill set is. And, you know, and look at what other people do, you know, uh, to see what they get to be ready, you know, get ready for these races. I mean, you know, I've watched a lot of races over, over the years, you know. Uh, a lot of people think I'm a young guy. Actually, a lot of people think I'm Kendall's brother. I'm actually his father because when they see me, they can't believe I'm 50 years old. I'm actually 50 years old. So, you know, so if you want to consider me an old guy, we can still get out and get it done. And George, you know, I was there with your dad and your uncle. Right, right. So we still get in. So I'm going to try to do this thing as long as I possibly can. You know, I got a good uh, engine builder behind me. I got some good friends behind me. I mean, uh, I couldn't do this without my. I got to give him a shout out. I got to give Jimmy a shout out. Jimmy Nobles. And if you uh, watch the live feed, he had that pretty Draxter that had the uh, rat paint, got rat attack on the Draxter. Old school rat attack. Uh, but uh, without him, I couldn't do it. I mean, you guys know there's certain things you couldn't do without that, that individual that's in your corner, uh, that's turning wrenches or your crew member. 
But I definitely got to give him a big shout out because I couldn't have done it without him. Because I mean, even though the, the engine is in my car and I own it, I don't touch it without consulting with him. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't touching it. Hey, Urban, uh, we, we uh, most of us are top ball racers currently. I think that's what you're asking us, uh, Mr. Askew. Um, uh, feel free to let me know if that's not the, what you're asking there. But uh, I let go on the top. Um, now, Kevin has let go on the bottom, as he's mentioned before. I'm pretty sure he could probably go back to letting on the bottom if he want to. Uh, but uh, it probably would be a little bit of a, ha a hassle knowing that Kendall might be in the car behind you at some point in time. You never know. Uh, I know they make these little fast disconnect um, you know, boxes uh, that you can just pull out of your car and be able to do whatever you want to do. So um, certainly. Um, I guess we get we got, I got a question here to get back on script because if you guys didn't know going bracket racing we don't generally stick to a script ever yeah. and that's the way we I write I, down <laughs> a couple bullet points and our bullet points are about that long and the right. scripts this long somehow <laughs> I prefer it that way because it's all genuine at that point you're not something it's not something that is like oh we're gonna talk about this and everybody knows the answer but I can assure you everybody out there Kevin Noy has no idea what I'm about <laughs> to ask him next. Okay, all right, so here's the next question, Kevin. All right, I'll, I'll script the little video thing here. Do you think a points program could be implemented into these big money bracket races? Uh, basically, the reason why we're asking it, Casey and myself have always talked about this honestly, is you always hear about the EZLs and the Kevinoy Littles and the Kendall Little, the higher gun is always somewhere near. Um, Atchison's. There's two of them that's going to be there, probably three in the, in, in the near future. Uh, with my cousin Tony uh, going to be getting it, being able to get out there a lot more than myself. But what do you think? Is there a a possibility for a um, a points series? And I thought I heard I thought I heard um, Kyle speak on it before. But what do you think, Kevin? It's possible, but I'm gonna tell you. Um, the people that has the most money will win it due to the travel. Mm -hmm. Because as you see, the SFG races is just not down the street. So um, whoever has the bigger wallet will win that points deal because they can go to more races. That's just me being the small time racer that I am, you know. So I couldn't make all four of the SFG races we did a points. I could probably make three out of the four, and depending on now, depending on if I was leading and how far of a points advantage I had, I could probably make all four. But if I was in contention, let's put it that way. That makes sense too, because at that point, and especially if you're running an SFG event, not to take anything from any other the other promoters out there, you know how we are going bracket racing. It's about drag racing. It is about the sport of bracket racing. We'll mention it. But if Kyle Riley is to throw a points program at the end of one of his races or the for somebody attending all four and doing supremely well, chances are there could be a Chevy Equinox, a trailer, a shorty dragster that's turnkey, um, some entries. into. Kyle is notorious, and, and this is not just pat the guy on the back. This is his resume for what he has done as far as gifts for showing up at his races. So I get you when you say, if I'm leading points, man, I'm making all four of them races because chances are it's going to be something big at the end of that bad boy. Chances are. Case what you well, got? my yeah, theory actually. was, what if you could do a, uh, what if you could do like a smaller series where uh, you could kind of combine like the This Is Bracket Racing 
type deal where they're saying at your local track and then they have a, a ton of local tracks all competing against each other effectively or even if like say somebody like an sfg or a fling series or something was going to do that maybe they had like a couple smaller races and they say well we'll have eight races and you can claim your best three or something so the guy who could only show up to three maybe then they would still be able to be in contention with the guy that went to eight you know in theory because at the end of the day like the nhra stuff that's kind of how it works with the divisional side of things throw out right um you can only claim x amount yep let me share this with you i know someone who actually did what you just stated casey if you go back i think it was last year or the year before cody Parche of cp promotions put something together like that where you just it was a i think it was 20 races different tracks and it was a point series and actually yeah someone correct me if i'm wrong i think it was free hmm. that's really cool it is that's it is. well and the thing is, is if you get enough promotion out of it theoretically business wise you should be able to make it free because you're getting in my opinion like for example that drop the driver series that i think is what it's called that this is brack racing does everyone's talking about that so any sponsor that comes along with that that just wants to keep adding to the pot they're going to get talked about across the entire country for free the entire year so while you're giving away x for free you're going to be able to sell 10 times more than that i mean that's simple marketing that's the best marketing you could possibly do is honestly giving stuff away for free is the best marketing you can possibly do Hmm. because people will then talk about it for free and there's no reason for them not to sign up you know, similar to subscribing to the Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel, in case none of you have done that yet. <laughs> hey, I was actually going to plug that as well as uh, Working Man Ten's Grand, uh, Ten Grand. We uh, we're going to talk about Ohio, I think, here in a little bit. I think you guys got a real nice double day of Ten Granders going on, and a junior race. I think is paying fifteen hundred. Shout out to Jake Hodge uh, for putting on the third. I think it's the third annual Working Man's Ten Grand. And just for showing up, I think if you're entered into the whole weekend, he's giving away a free $5,000 to win race. So it it is wise, as we all say, to affiliate market, for lack of better terms. Just be affiliated with Jake Jake Hodge and his race, and he'll give you a five grand race on that Friday. You know, so I think we're gonna see a lot more of that. Hey, what's going on in the chat? I see Jimmy Nobles chimed in. Uh, we glad he says he had to pull his car over because he was he was listening to us. He said he had to stop. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> we got we got another guy in here who says I'm building an S10. I may or might not may not have a going bracket racing door trucks rule truck uh, shirt coming out a shirt. So, that is hey, the plan. Irvin, be ready, man. I'm gonna have some shirts coming out for us S10 drivers. I got an S down myself, so so uh, definitely. <laughs> No, Casey. What we got? What we got next? I I want to get off into talking about Ohio because uh, I think I heard mention about some about Ohio before we started this whole thing. Kevin, man, the uh, before we get into that, we need to not forget about these YouTube guys, man, because I've been so busy talking to you guys that I've been forgetting about them over here. Uh, Alan Boykin, what's up, man? We got uh, Killer Goblin. He's saying. Uh, Kevin was tired of beating everybody at Little River, so that's why he went big money racing. <laughs> we got wow. Ed Torrance over here. Thanks for showing up, man. We appreciate you coming in. He's one of the newer guys, too. Yep. Uh, he's got a Nova. Going bracket racing he's as got well. him a Nova. He's got a Nova. 
Does he? Yep. Hey, man, we're getting some uh, some Nova shirts coming out too, man. So uh, <laughs> we're just waiting on uh, Speed Shark to get those get those guys ready, and you guys will be the first ones to know about it. So yep. uh, we're we're in the process of getting some stuff going on for you guys. But uh, what's uh, what is this about? Uh, what'd you say, Iowa or Ohio? What, Ohio. What's the deal on this? Ohio. Sounds like something I need to know. I, me too. I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> I, let, I, let me open up with this one. Uh, George, we was talking about, you know, the best bracket races in the country. And, and you brought up the point either it's Texas or North Carolina. And what I stated is, I said, well, the guys in Ohio may have something to say about that. Mm. Because you got a dude named uh, Matt Dattis. Mm-hmm. Matt, hey, he's out there, you know. There's some great races up north. So, and uh, one name in Michigan I think about is Bill Swain. Yep. Bill Swain was the runner-up, yep. Gage Birch, you know, in the first five. And don't years. forget how late he was doubled. He was doubled. He yep. was doubled sure was. real deep. And I was there. That's where we first met Kevin. I don't know if you remember that. We were standing over uh, Marshall Groves' car searching for a yep. uh, electrical issue. We found it. Yep. <laughs> the male female wasn't connected all the way together. <laughs> that car was shutting off during the burnouts. He couldn't find it. <laughs> I've yep. been there. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's yeah, uh, so. that's pretty cool. So, so Ohio racer, they are at least well represented. You know, um, you got the senior tracks. As a matter of fact, I know this well because my dad, when he runs super quick, you run into those super quick classes and those races in Ohio that you go to. If you're not going to run four fifty five or six, you ain't getting into no thirty car, thirty two car uh, field. Uh, in, in anywhere near Ohio. You're going to have some blown cars. You're going to have some really fast cars out there in Ohio. I know that much. That's a fact. So, yep. No yeah. case hey, I'm, I'm going to add something else to the pot, too. I'm going to add a little bit of Kansas in there. A big shout-out to my man Carson Wheeler. In the P53 Dragster Blower, if you haven't seen it, it looks like an old P53. He won uh, the 10K. Uh, at the Fat Boy Mafia race, and also a shout out to uh, Dylan Bondrager who won the shootout Bondrager. in the uh, it got six ninety. I think that's a Malibu. Yeah, it looked like a Malibu. And the long, yeah. uh, funny story here too, Dylan Bondrager. I don't know if you remember me, but uh, we both used to be affiliated with Avocare, right? So anytime that I would go and pick up my products from Avocare. I'm walking in there one day, and there's a guy with a PDRA top dresser shirt on. So I'm like. Oh, yeah, that's right up my alley. That's my friend. <laughs> Me and you, we can be cool. It was Dylan Bontrager. That's why I first met him. So, yeah, definitely congrats to him. You, you showed up and showed out at that race as far from what I heard and uh, took out some pretty good heavy hitters. I don't oh, know, yeah. Man. Yep. Casey, what we, got in red, what we got in red there? Man, the uh, I guess the last, the last question I have for Kevin is uh, – have you seen any kind of change in attendance or sponsorships on cars? Do you think ever since uh, like Motor Mania and Bang Shift and Drag Racer TV and all these people started actually covering events, do you think that they're? Uh, do you think that we bracket racers are now turning into more of like like we all know there are there are professional drag racers, you know, and stuff like that, like Shane Carr and Ezel and Williams Brothers and stuff like that, but like. Do you think it's possible in the future if we keep going down the route we are with SFG and the flings and, you know, just Fat Boy Mafia now and CP and all this stuff? Do you think it's possible for more people to 
not necessarily go out and dominate, but since there is actual TV coverage and there's people like like going bracket racing and Team 14 and, and Motor Mania and all these things that can cover it, do you think it's possible that bracket racers could potentially do this for a living? Is there a junior dragster driver today that might be a professional bracket racer, not off their own winnings, but because they can do it similar to Sean Langdon does in the NHRA? I'm going to say, yes, it can be done. Don't forget, we are in America. We can do anything. True. So it can be done. Um, everything has to be perfect. I mean, I'm not going to say everything has to be perfect. I'm saying everything has to be lined up. Uh, you said a key word. Uh, the key word is marketing. How do you market yourself? I mean, just think about it. Uh, I'm here with you all on going bracket racing. I mean, someone might see this and say, hey, you know, that, that Kevin Noy guy, you know, I, I didn't know anything about this, but I seen it and, you know, let me talk to them. And since you're talking about marketing, I'm going to bring up this. Uh, most of the time when I choose my products, I look who's supporting us before I purchase those products. Um, Definitely. I got to meet Kevin Rodden. If you all don't know who Kevin Rodden is, he's the owner of KR Performance. I got KR boxes in my cars. I called Kevin and I said, hey, this is what I need for the Black Panther. Can you make me a black, all black KR box? Yes. I met Kevin the first time when we was at the Million last year. Spoke with him this year. He got my box set up. I talked to George over the winter. I did a complete ignition change on my car went to grid i put me a knr box and also if you didn't know kevin got down to the split as well with two entries two entries with yes. two entries was that what was that so, was that a little uh was that vega. a vega yes it was a vega yep. silver vega yeah <laughs> i call it the silver surfer so <laughs> what i'm talking about but, you're about like but, you're about like George, man. Everything's got a name. name, just they don't know it yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I grew up with the era, man. I didn't really know the drivers. I always knew the cars because they had names off. I thought it was cool. Yep. I thought it was mm-hmm. cool. But just to go back on Kevin, I mean, you know, in marketing and, you know, if you took business, basically, if you want to do some type of deal, you got to have a relationship with that, that product or company. I mean, uh, Kevin is a great individual. In fact, uh, my dialing boards are on the way. I got digital dialing boards. I called him. I said, hey, Kevin. I said, hey, this is Kevin Little from Texas. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, I said, I need some dialing boards. They're on the way. Just that simple. Yep. You know. And also, it was, uh, I got to bring up this product as well if y'all haven't seen it. BGR Motorsports. These are 3D printed products that, that um, clamps onto your cage in your car. Brian Garrett, if you're on Facebook, Check out Brian's product. It's on the BGR Motorsports. Brian is in Racer as well. These guys I'm talking about is in the lanes with you. They sell products. Check them out. Help them out. It may be something you like. And, you know, it was kind of funny. I just bought one thing from him. I liked it. I said, well, I really don't want to tear up my cage. I want to mount my box. He made a 3D print for my K&R box to be mounted to my cage. It's lightweight. It's real sturdy. So great products. So get out there and market yourself. I mean, we got these high-tech phones we pay a, a ton of money for. Let's use them. You got social media uh, platform. I mean, if you want to get out here and do this thing professionally, you got to promote yourself. You got to tell your story. You got to let the people develop a relationship with the products you buy from Jags, from Summit, 
uh, you know, all these individuals, you never know. It may not be money. They may say, hey, here's a gift certificate for some parts or, you know, you, what? you can get a reduced price for this. It may help you out. It may not be a lump sum check all the time, but it will help you the way you market. I like it. I like it. And that's what that is part of what this is part of the reason why we even made going bracket racing case. You know, we wanted to be able to have a platform to allow the rookie driver per se a, a place to be able to go to or places to be able to go to to get what he needs for his car. So a Kevin Rodden and K&R. Um, I definitely want to know more about uh, whom you just mentioned. When I when I re-listened to the video to find out if I made any um, technical issue errors here, I'm going to write his name <laughs> down. I will do my best going Bracket Racing YouTube fans to try to have him on this show to showcase his own product to you himself or allow me to do it for him and I will give him all the recognition. It doesn't matter because that is what it's all about. Keeping it all Bracket Racing or into what we do is going to grow this sport because somebody is going to keep creating things that betters this sport. So I certainly appreciate what you just said there 100%. Exactly. That's uh, just going off of what you both said is uh, that's exactly what we're trying to do with Golden Brack Racing is bring those products to the people who helps us. Like, for example, TSR Performance, great people over there. Uh, TSR-Racing.com. You go over there and uh, they have great customer service. They'll help you out with anything. They're the little guys like the rest of us. We all need each other and we all need to stick together so that way we can all grow together. And you only need to put people out there who are going to help you, who are going to provide good customer service. I don't want to send, for example, you guys, Kevin and George, I don't want to send you guys down the street to somebody and you beating your head against the wall being like, man, why did he send me to that guy? Why am I dealing with that guy? Now I'm in a predicament over here. But if you know somebody who can do the exact same thing better, send him to that guy, man, because that guy, the reason he does it better is because he's working hard to please his people. And that's, that's why they, in my opinion, they deserve to be the ones recognized. Not these people who've, you know, there have been people who've been around forever that have had great customer service, but a lot of people ride off their name. And I think people should ride off of what they do in their word, not their name. That's what Golden Bracket Racing stands for, is just helping the little guy. And, uh, you know, if you want to make something of yourself, then uh, we'll help you do it. That's a fact that I'll take this moment to segue again. Anybody in the north, Ohio, anywhere near Xenia is where I think it's going on. The working man tens grand, ten granders are going on this weekend. Jake Hodge puts on a heck of a show. He's got uh, junior dragsters that he just entered into it. Uh, I know we got at least one or two of those things going from our team as well as our two race cars, big cars. And uh, if you're out there, feel free to enter into that race. I'm thinking it's pretty affordable, something like $300 for the weekend, if I'm not wrong. It might be a little more than that. Jake, don't slap me if I'm wrong, all right? I don't want to be slapped, but that flyer <laughs> will tell you what's going on. Uh, and if you need help finding it, certainly send me a message on here. I will uh, will send that flyer over to you as I do have it. But uh, definitely, before we get going here, Kevin, who else you got to thank? I know you've mentioned quite a few of them. And uh, we, want to give you, we want to give you the stage, get them out there, whoever you got to thank, let them have it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and start, you know, because I would not live this down, you know. 
I definitely got to thank my wife. She's she's my foundation. You know, without her, I couldn't do it. You know, she's the one that keeps me grounded. You know, when I get the big head, even in the military, she she keeps me grounded. Uh, got to say hi to my mom out there. You know, if I don't say mom, I love you. And, you know, but definitely, like I said earlier, uh, uh, you know, Team 14, I can't I couldn't do it without them. You know, just to give y'all a, a brief synopsis on Team 14. Team 14 stands for teach, empower, advise, motivate. The number one represents my mom. The four is for my four brothers. It's the four brothers. So uh, we're a nonprofit, and I got to thank my my younger brother, Randy, actually put it together. I'm just the VP over the motorsports. He's over the academics, and my brother Eric handles all the basketball um, camps. So we came together as one pyramid on the team 14. But back to, uh, I got to thank my, my man, Dave Covey, that does my transmissions. I got to thank Rick Bell Racing. I got to thank Ed Farley Transportation and Trailers that provided me the trailer to get to Florida, by the way. Big shots out to Ed. Shots out to Syntex uh, Printing, Greg Duffield. If I'm the Black Panda, Black Panther, Greg always called him, I called him the White Wolf. So, <laughs> Greg, you're the White Wolf. And shots out to Marlin Goats, Marlin Goats Industries in Troy, Texas as well. So, and Willie's performance right here in uh, Colleen as well. So, without these individuals, guys, I couldn't move around the way I do. And, oh, by the way, I do have a kid, the hired gun. I'd like to thank him because most of the time he'll try to, you know, tell dad, this is what you need to set in the box. And I do listen because he have more experience than me on the box racing, but I think I'm going to catch up with him soon. So, but those are the individuals that definitely uh, stands behind me, stands behind my brand. I definitely stand behind them any day, anytime, anywhere. So, guys, I really appreciate you all having me on. I couldn't. You know, this this is a big deal for me because no one asked me to be on their podcast ever. <laughs> and as you can see on the shirt, you know, it's uh, I never lose. I'm either going to win or I'm going to learn. So that is my uh, my mantra. I live by. I, I have adopted that since I heard you say it. Uh, you said it on one of your live streams coming straight out of um, SFG 500 and I caught it. And uh, yep, I told Casey the next day, man, he dropped some knowledge on that live stream. I'm going to live by that myself. And uh, I think Kendall dropped a little knowledge, too. I saw a commercial where he said uh, one of the guys asked him, hey, Kendall, you, you next, by the way, Hi, Mr. Hired Gun. I'm going uh, to pick your brain after a while. Going bracket racing, need to have a, a, a hired gun sighted. Uh, I know you're going to hear this eventually. So uh, just hit me up, uh, whatever. We can, we can set that up. But uh, I think he said uh, one guy asked him, do you go into a race with with any type of a routine? And Mr. Kendall Hired Gun Little said, not really, because if I don't go by that routine, my mental capacity might be off. But just that was wise beyond your age, Kendall. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm taking that from you because having something. What if I didn't put my glove on the right hand first? Oh man, I didn't put my glove on the right hand. I didn't put my left shoe on first. I'm in trouble. I'm going to lose. Nah, man, I like that. I'm, I like that. that. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what people who are new to this sport really need to hear that type of encouragement. And uh, that's half the reason why I just brought it all up, you know. So <laughs> certainly uh, I think I'm looking at some, some posts here on, on, on Facebook. And uh, Roosevelt Gongob. 
He says, don't forget my shout out, official pit crew. Hey, yes. Hey, hey, hey G, I, I see you pop up. Hey, he, yes, that, that was one of my classmates. So yeah, he, he's, he's in the pit crew. He was with me at Little River. We have one some, yes. Yeah, G, no. I didn't forget about you, man. No, guys, hey. So, Casey, any closing remarks? I know we're coming up on that hour mark, and uh, and uh, we certainly certainly appreciate everybody joining in and chiming in. And, Kevin, we appreciate you being here. Casey, any closing remarks? No, man, I just want to tell Kevin how much we appreciate him being with us, man. And uh, I can tell you that uh, it might be a big deal to you, but it's a big deal to us too, man. So uh, we're always rooting for you out there anytime we see you on Motor Mania, and hopefully we get to all hang out one of these days in uh, in the real world. I so Yes. Well, without further ado, guys, we certainly appreciate you uh, joining in to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. As always, catch us live Tuesdays, 5 Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. Uh, we'll always try to bring something um, either influential or knowledgeable, something toward to you that you can have something to ponder on while you while you interact with us. So on behalf of Going Bracket Racing, we are signing off. Thank you for being the most important part of what we do here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Until next time.